0: Welcome to Coaches on a Mission, and thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Dallas Travers, and this show is especially designed for values-driven coaches, and I'm just here to help you build a business that you're truly proud of. So my guest today is Corinne Gavlinski, and while Usually it's this part of the intro where I would share Corinne's dream client power statement, tell you all about who she serves and how. I'm actually not gonna do that because that is the very thing that we coached around inside of the episode and I don't wanna spoil it for you. What I can tell you is that Corinne has years of experience as a corporate coach and she just needed some outside eyes on what, like I said, inside the hive, we call your dream client power statement. So it's a succinct and super clear way for you to describe your dream clients and how exactly you serve them. So while Corinne had done all of her homework and she actually landed on a dream client power statement that ticked all of the boxes... Something was missing. It was not lighting her up and Corinne wanted to feel lit up and excited. So the good news is that we totally got there by the end of the episode and her dream client power statement is really, really good. She had the goosebumps and all the feels. So I was very excited. Then what we did was we ran Corinne's new and improved DCPS through what I call the lift ride litmus test. Okay. So imagine. That your signature system, your course outline, your dream client power statement is written out on a sheet of paper that you accidentally leave behind in the back of your Lyft or your Uber or whatever other ride share you might be taking advantage of. If the next person to hop into the car can grab the page, read it, and totally understand what the heck you're talking about, you pass the litmus test. So, what I want to invite you to do is listen to the episode, follow along, and craft your own dream client power statement. From there, run it through the litmus test and see how you do. Okay, I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Corinne, welcome to Coaches on a Mission. Thank you, Dallas. I'm delighted to be here. Me too. Me too. So let's just get down to it, shall we? What do you want to walk away with from our time together today? You know,
1: I have been doing a lot of reflection about who I feel like I can bring the most value to, who I really serve. And I've got lots of ideas and I'm circling the plane, but I haven't landed it. And it's really important to me that I get this foundational element set, at least for now, because it's important to me in how I speak about myself and how I speak about my work.
0: Yeah. I also just find that this foundational element, a lot of us, we want to skip over it, right? Like we get close enough and then we just get hungry to start marketing or push harder on finding clients. And our impatience with this foundation makes all of that other exciting work so much more difficult. So I just want to honor your decision to really stay here and land this plane because it's going to make so many other steps
1: down the road for you simpler. Thank you. I I am most certainly in a bit of discomfort, but I'm glad to be in it because i really will have so much more confidence in how I speak with others about the work that I do if I can get this really solidified in my brain and feel good about it. I want to feel good about talking about what I do and how I help others.
0: Yeah. Being able to communicate in a way that just causes anyone you speak to to lean in right? Like that's the language we want is that lean in language. So yes. we talked a little bit before we started a recording and there are two arms to this conversation. One is solidifying and maybe even naming your signature system. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece is really taking a look at what in the hive we call your dream client power statement which for listeners, if you haven't heard us talk about that before, welcome to the podcast because we talk about it all the time, but (laughs) that's essentially your what I do statement. Corinne, I suggested to you, and I still think this is accurate. I think we should start with your signature system and then let that conversation inform the DCPS. Does that still feel aligned for you?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good starting place.
0: Great. All right, so... How about you just walk me through where you're at around clarifying your signature system and
1: we'll see if we can help you take things further. I think I can start by articulating what I do with clients just instinctually. I have not named anything into any type of method at this point. But when I meet with a new client, we get to work on assessing what their strengths are, what the current context of their work is, what they are really looking for in terms of goals for themselves, both personally and in their career. Then we go through a phase of discovery and planning. We gather data about how they're perceived by their peers or by their manager or by their direct reports. We go through a process of evaluating Some leadership reflection that I ask them to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we incorporate feedback from someone else in leadership. And when we collect all that data, we then lay out a plan. What are the objectives for the coaching engagement? And we target one or two things to work on together. And then after that, we start to get to work and we build habits and small steps that can build upon one another so that there is a repeatable intentional process that someone in a leadership position is going through in the coaching process. And it's a bit experimental and it's a yeah. bit of practice and it's iterative. Mm-hmm. So we're noticing what works, what doesn't work, and we're evaluating, does that feel comfortable for the individual and how might they take that forward? Yeah, And then once we're done with that, we're doing some final alignment, some follow-up assessment perhaps, and then we're doing recommendations to go forward. Got it. Almost always we're doing a check-in about three months later. Okay, like a
0: 90-day. Got it. Exactly. I know this is part of the conversation we are having today, but can you fill our listeners in, even if the words aren't snazzy and perfect, tell our listeners who you serve I love working with
1: high potential leaders that lead other people and who are wanting to be the best leaders they can be. Yeah. Who want to grow in their leadership skills and who may be facing a change, maybe having increased responsibility, maybe just wanting something different in their role or in their career. And they're looking for guidance. They're looking for an action plan of how they can accelerate their results to success.
0: Got it. Okay. So for clarity's sake, these are not leaders who are in some sort of crisis or emergency?
1: Correct. Okay. These
0: These are are individuals individuals that are
1: already successful but are looking Mm -hmm. to build on that. Mm -hmm. When you think
0: about the SPARK interviews that you did... The ones that really stood out, the people you spoke to who you thought, this is a dream client, what were their words to describe the experience they wanted to have, right? You talked about accelerating their success or having a r- richer experience as a leader. What are their words for that?
1: It differed. <laughs> yeah, and the right. It, it The way that it differed is because I spoke with a wide range of individuals who were in different places in their careers. Some were quite early in their careers. Some were more mature in their careers. And so it varied a little bit. The themes that were consistent is that there is not enough time in the day to focus on leadership. There's a barrage of meetings, there's a barrage of fire drills, there's a barrage of people wanting something from them. It's very difficult to step into leadership day by day and really be intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Second theme that I heard was that there has been a loss of connection and engagement with their team members, and they're not quite sure how to get that back. And they're struggling to Make sure that that is happening so that their team can be more effectively or efficiently hitting goals.
0: Yeah, got it. So there's friction, but maybe not even a problem yet. They're aware inside of these are high potential successful leaders who have an awareness that even if on paper everything is going well there's room for improvement and they're the type of person that wants to like lean in and
1: find that improvement. Yes.
0: And I think too,
1: the landscape has changed since COVID-19. There's so much more expectation and pressures placed on leaders today. They're having to be everything for everyone. And that's a difficult place to be. It's a hard place to be. And there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of time to think about, each day. Who do I want to show up as today? How do I want to be today as a leader? Because they're fighting noise, if you will, all day long.
0: Yeah. So this kind of work can almost feel like a necessary luxury. Yes. Right. It's a big priority to them and it keeps getting pushed down the road. Yes, that's exactly it. Yes, that's exactly
1: it. Got it. They know they need to do it, but darn if they can can't find the time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Time. So I think it's important. This word "time." I've tracked it. You've said it four times, just in describing mm-hmm. the feedback that you got. So yeah. we've found a little a clue here, right, about what needs to be included in the way that you talk about the results that you help people achieve. Okay. So just for our listeners, that's what I was plugging into in listening to Corinne. So when we want to name our signature system or get more clear about how we talk about our work, it's really helpful to be in a conversation with someone else and just allow ourselves to talk through the needs of our clients. And the person who's listening should really just keep track of the words or themes that come up more than once so time is a big one here they care about being good leaders and gosh if they could only find space to be intentional yes yeah got it i think you've hit it All right. Well, thanks. There we go. 10 minutes. We got it. (laughs) So I was keeping track of the steps. Here's what I heard in my words more than yours because I was taking quick notes. But as a leader, if I were to come into a coaching container with you, the first thing we would get clear on through assessments would be identifying my strengths, you would want to get clear about the work environment that I'm leading in, and then together we would clarify goals that we would work to achieve together.
1: Yeah, and we'd get feedback from others.
0: Yeah, that's what I got from step two. That's like this discovery Uh, process. So we get feedback and data from others, and then that is the thing to inform objectives, which is step three. Based on those objectives, you go into this experimental phase, right, where you're trying on different tools, different strategies to see what feels good and what has the most impact. This is an iterative process and it's extremely intentional. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's deliberate.
0: Yeah. Deliberate. Great word. I'm writing that down. So that brings us to this next milestone, which is alignment. All right, we're more aligned. Let's assess our progress. Sometimes that involves even like redoing some assessments or doing more. And then the final phase is identifying the future, a plan moving forward.
1: Yeah. And what can be, it's not dissimilar to an athlete, right? What can be sustained over the long term and what needs to be short bursts of activity, Yeah. So that's, I think athletes and corporate executives are very similar in that way. Yeah.
0: Totally. They have a lot of shared characteristics too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. They do. All right. Okay. This process, Corinne, feels so clear. I want to check in. When you heard me, someone who's never worked in the corporate world, actually, that's not true. I was a temp once. So I answered phones. (laughs) Of the corporate office of a grocery store chain. There's my experience in corporate. (laughs) Um, When you heard me reflect that back to you through the lens of like, we want to make sure that this language aligns with your target audience and they are in the corporate world. And sometimes coaching language can be a little bit woo. Yes. So how did that process, how did those words land for you? Did anything stand out as out of place for your audience?
1: No, not at all. I think I tried to be a little clever and I, <laughs> I came up with uh, mm-hmm. something a little different when I was trying to rework it because it sounds, it is accurate, but it sounds a little boring to me. And so I suppose I was trying to be a little clever. And what I wrote down was own it, observe it, set an intention, develop it, transform it.
0: Yeah, that's great. But then for, like, didn't know looking, if that
1: was right. Too cute, too clever.
0: I always say we have we can never compromise clarity for cleverness. If we just looked at the verbs, right? What are the actions you're taking? Then it would look like assess, discover, plan, mm-hmm. experiment. Th- that could also be test. Actually, align. And then what would be a doing word for next steps? Forecast, Uh,
1: predict. What came to mind immediately was take it forward, but that's not a verb, so. Mm -hmm. Implement, pursue. Maybe implement.
0: Yeah, that feels corporate. (laughs) My feedback on this is let's not get clever, right? Okay. We'll name it, right? But the steps are really clear. And so it's about passing the lift ride litmus test. If these steps were written on the back of a post-it note that got left in the back of a lift, could the next person who got in read it and have a sense of what the heck you're talking about? Yeah. And that's when we know we're onto something. And sometimes we get really lucky and all the words start with the same letter, but more often than not, that's not the case. And that's when we can start to really spin. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. So, f- how do you feel about for today, like moving forward with the steps of your signature system being assess, discover, plan, test, align, and implement?
1: I think that rings true. Yeah. It may not be sexy, but
0: it's accurate and true. I don't know that your audience is into sexy. Ah, uh, fair
1: point. Can they just want clear? results. They just make results. Results. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: So if we were to give this system a name, mm. I jotted down a couple of things, and I don't know if this is quite right, but somewhere in here, and it might not be the system, but we have to have this idea, something to represent having the space to lead or time for leadership. And I don't know that that, again, belongs here, but that's the key, right? That's the objection that they have. Yeah.
1: yeah. Is that There isn't really time for this
0: important yeah. work.
1: Yeah. I think someone would seek coaching from someone like myself because they're interested in not just being intentional, but being held accountable to doing it as well. Mm-hmm. And so one possibility that I jotted down is Something possibly around the power of intention, the power of intention playbook, power mm-hmm. the power of intention method, mm-hmm. but then intention wasn't anywhere in the method.
0: Oh, so the power of intention is a book by
1: Wayne Dyer. Oh, then I cannot use that.
0: yeah, but I actually had jotted down the intentional leader method. okay Are thinking back to your spark interviews, intentional, is that your word or their word?
1: That's my word more mm-hmm. than their word. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of the words that they used. They used time a lot. Right? They used, yeah, they did. They used words like overwhelm and can't find the time. And they, they weren't able to think strategically because they were faced with being tactical all day long. Yeah. Okay.
0: So we're going to step out of this conversation for a second and have a little sidebar. In your marketing, whether it's your sales calls or the content you're putting out on LinkedIn, leaning hard into time is going to be the thing to help your audience climb that awareness ladder. The awareness ladder for you and for our listeners at the bottom is someone who is pain aware This is a leader who's basically like shrugging their shoulders, doing their best, but really understanding that this is what life looks like. There are no other options. I'm doing the best that I can. Then we move into problem aware, which is, okay, maybe there's something I can do about this. I don't know if I have the time to even explore it, but maybe this doesn't have to be the way things go. And at the top of that ladder is solution-aware. I believe that there is a world where I can have the time and space to be the kind of leader I want to be. Now I need to seek out the person to help me. So time, you heard it over and over again, leaning into that. And what came up for me was you don't... So I'm picturing a blog post or an email or you in a sales call, right? There is no time in the tactics of your day-to-day for you to be the kind of leader you want to be. This system is your shortcut because you don't have to think about what the steps are or how to carve out the time or how to go and explore what to do. I have the system laid out, which means you don't need as much time as you think you need. We need an hour together three times a month or whatever you're. Offer yeah. looks like. Yeah. So I just I wanted to sidebar that because time is really it is the objection for your yes. audience, right? Yes. Uh, so we want to make sure that we speak into that. That's how you're going to build trust with them. Okay. Yeah. Now, how, if at all, does this idea make its way into the name of your signature system?
1: Hmm. Maybe it's time to lead.
0: That's what I wrote down too.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good.
0: Well, and it's a little bit clever, too, and maybe not in a bad way. Let's see, like it is time to lead, calling them forward, step up, yeah. right? But literally, also. we're carving out time to lead, yeah, mhm-, yeah, the time to lead method or system, mhm-. I like it. I do too. Let's sleep on it for a couple of days and you can bring it to a hive call and see if we need to throw it away or not. But I think we're onto something here.
1: I tell you though, I'm feeling that, that sense of, okay, like I have that little bubble of excitement. You do. Like we're onto something.
0: Okay, good. Me too. I want to loop our listeners in. When Corinne and I were preparing to hit record, she was sharing that, you know, she's done all the work and the words are there and It all seems fine in terms of your DCPS and your system, but you weren't feeling bubbly and excited about it, and we may have found some bubbles here. Yeah. Okay. percolating. Yeah, right? (laughs) All right. So before we shift gears and look at your dream client power statement, what for you feel like the next steps around your signature system? Not
1: a lot, but I do want to just... As you just suggested, kind of sit with this overnight, let it just absorb into my narrative around what I do. And that might be it. Yeah. Because this is what I actually do. So there's nothing really to get comfortable with. It's what I'm actually doing. Yeah. Great.
0: So I'm just tracking the steps that we've taken to help our listeners. So, step one, when it comes to your signature system, just think through. And for many of us, this is unconscious, right? What are the unconscious tools that as a coach that you use or the natural progression of steps that clients tend to go through? That is what reveals your signature system. So when we're clear on what the steps actually are, how they have revealed themselves, then step two is to... Organize those things in a way that can pass this lift ride litmus test. If someone found your system written on a piece of paper, could they understand what the heck you were talking about? The third step is give yourself permission to let it be simple and obvious, right? And then we've got to just kind of let it percolate. And the umbrella over all of this, everybody, is 100%. Keep checking back. Are these my words or are these my clients' words? That's where I can get into
1: trouble. Yes. So. I could see right. where I might have gone down that path. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so easy to do. Hey, I've got a question for you What's your coaching superpower? If you haven't thought about it, I've got a free quiz that's pretty good at deciphering your magical mojo. Are you great at creating connections? Maybe you're a natural leader who people just trust, or perhaps it's your strong sense of purpose that you really need to leverage. Let's find out where you are, where you want to be, and how to best get you there with the Coaching Superpower Quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds to complete, and when you're done, you'll learn the precise steps you need to take, whether you're ready to scale your business, you wanna build your list, or you just need to find some paying clients. Plus, you'll get your very own personalized toolkit that caters to your unique superpower because accentuating the positive is always a good idea. So if you're ready to clear away the fog, chart your course, and steer your business in the right direction with as much ease and grace as possible, go take the superpower quiz. You can find it now at sixfigurecoachquiz.com. If you're ready, let's shift gears and explore your dream client power statement.
1: Great. Okay, cool. let do it.
0: So, why don't you share with us where you're at right now with your DCPS?
1: Okay. Well, I can already tell that this doesn't marry very nicely to what we just discussed. <laughs> okay, good. So I'm glad, glad we still have something here. to talk about. <laughs> it's good we're here. <laughs> so, the first four words are fabulous I help high potential leaders. Mm-hmm. After that, things a little bit maybe go off the rails. Okay. What it says now is, to accelerate their speed to success when making a big move by building a roadmap to navigate new relationships, catapult team engagement, and achieve extraordinary impact. So what's present for you as you hear yourself sharing that? The truth of the matter is, is that I believe that amidst all the demands, all the meetings, all the fire drills, A leader's priority should be building connection with their team, their peers, their clients, and their executives. Yeah. Because if they don't do that, they will not be the type of leader that they ultimately want to be, and they will not achieve the same level of results.
0: If we think again about that awareness ladder, your dreamy clients, do they share that belief?
1: I think that they would say that they need a way to communicate more effectively and manage different personalities mm-hmm. so that they can get the results they want. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, what they're trying to do is get a team of people all going in the same direction to achieve some pretty audacious goals. Yeah. Hold on. I'm writing something down. Okay. Is it
0: something like, I give high potential leaders the time and tools to communicate effectively and manage diverse personalities to build an engaged team that achieves their audacious goals? I feel like we're playing Mad Libs right now, but <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs>
1: I was just I grabbing mean, what you were talking about. That's all I did there. So underscores, I think, yes, as a leader myself, that's what I was trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, right. I'm going to say it again. I can hardly read my handwriting. I give high potential leaders the tools and the time to communicate effectively and manage diverse personalities so they can build engaged teams that achieve. Their audacious goals.
1: That's pretty genius.
0: That's pretty. I couldn't come it,
1: up
0: with that. <laughs> no, yeah, I was just grabbing your words, just like cherry picking your words there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Check
0: in with your body. Are there bubbles? Yeah,
1: because that rings so true. Yeah, that's it. At the end of the day, you're trying to communicate what you need to get done and get everybody going in the right direction. So, that you can actually achieve those goals together.
0: Yeah. And what came up as we're just processing this, this gets to the heart of the matter where your DCPS that you shared had a lot of information in there that could almost feel like the how instead of the what. And as soon as a you what, said, like, yeah. they're up to really audacious goals, I could picture a leader getting their ears perking up if you spoke in that way, because that's their experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. They're all just trying to do the best they can. Totally. But they're not going in every day thinking, what am I going to do today to move the needle? Yeah. They're just doing the best they can.
0: They're Doing the best they can. And I think what's unique about your audience, here's the story I'm making up, but I think we would agree, is even though they are high potential and high achieving, they are aware that right now they are not at their best. And their B plus is better than most, but they're aware that they're at a B plus instead of an A.
1: Yes. I think they sense a natural tension or friction yeah. that they're not sure how to move past and continue to grow or press forward or... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or they just need some time to think about how they would like to move past, but they yes. don't have that no. luxury again. Good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> Do you want to hear it one more time?
1: I want to hear it (laughs) one more time. How did you know?
0: (laughs) I give high potential leaders the tools and time to communicate effectively and manage diverse personalities so they can build engaged teams that achieve audacious goals.
1: Yeah, that's
0: it. It's really darn close.
1: Yeah. That is really close, if not it. Great.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what are the next steps for you around this?
1: Well, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was, oh, my goodness, I have to rewrite everything. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but after that, yeah. so that is true. I do need to really rewrite and recast how I talk because I think I have muddied the waters because I've tried to put too much in there. And this strips it down to the communication and time and tools. That's it. It's really those three things. So, yeah, I may add a little bit to this just to flesh out a little more Mm -hmm. about how that might happen or what the outcomes might be. But I don't think I need to do too much more work on the actual statement. Mm -hmm. What I genuinely need to do is edit A lot of my content,
0: your content, but that's okay. What just came up for me as an exercise would be, all right, how then do I respond when someone says, really, tell me more, or how do you do that, right? Where they're really leaning in and again, making that really concrete. So a suggestion around that would be almost identifying three to five bullet points, Like, oh, really? Tell me more. Well, let me give you some examples, and it could just be a couple of really clear examples of leaders who did not have the time, and when they had enough space to really apply the system, the results that
1: occurred. Okay, so three or so case examples, essentially. Yep. Leader X was looking for new challenge, but didn't make the time, and was able to do that kind of thing. Okay.
0: Not the how is what you're saying. Not the how. No. Okay. Because the how just starts to, it becomes obscure. When, I, when we're in a conversation and you start talking about the how, it can become very obscure for people really quickly. And again, your audience, they want results. That's what you said to me earlier. Yes, so, I do. Oh, really, they're asking you, how do you do that? And you answer with, here are the results that we've achieved. Okay. And so it's almost Great. like leader X. Obstacle Y results ABC because now your content and your language, it helps people cl- just scream up that awareness ladder because you're overcoming their objections right before they even presented them to you. Time, tools, communication.
1: Yep. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. And I have those examples that I can flesh out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to tackle today before we wrap up?
1: Maybe just a curiosity on my part. I have a belief you could challenge it, but I have a belief that my audience is probably on LinkedIn predominantly. Mm -hmm. And so I need to modify my marketing so that it fits within the LinkedIn community. And Mm -hmm. so I want to make sure I'm posting content that's relevant and I'm having trouble figuring out what that is. And I've I've tried a couple of different things. I don't think that they've quite landed, or maybe I haven't been consistent enough, which would be fair. Yeah. But I'm wondering if you have a suggestion or any advice on how to build the right content for that community.
0: Yeah. So, course number three inside the Hive, or course number four rather, is called Content Confidence. And there are four frameworks, kind of like Mad Libs a little bit, four frameworks for compelling content. And I think the framework that's going to be most impactful for your audience is what I call the professor. Here's the problem you're experiencing. Here's why you're experiencing that problem. Here's how to solve the problem. And here's what happens when you solve it. So again, just very straightforward, leading with your own authority. You have so much experience that when consistently communicated in your content, that's the thing that really converts. So I think you're probably right. Consistency has played a factor, but then it's just figuring out, and I'll give you another example. So my audience loves it when I teach a lesson through metaphor, One of our frameworks is called the metaphor maker. And it's, it's literally like, what is a, a commonly known metaphor or even a metaphor from your own life that you can use to illustrate the point you're trying to make. And when I do metaphor content, I get the most responses. That's because my audience is coaches and they love stories and they're like a little more into the experience than perhaps someone in your target audience. So my feedback for you is when you're ready, jump into content confidence and look for those frameworks and then maybe give yourself 30 days to consistently test all four of them and see which ones generate the most feedback. Great, great. That's my
1: next module as it turns out. So I'm
0: ready to tackle it. Good, (laughs) Great. Corinne, this was so much fun. I always come into these sessions like with my fingers trusting that it will be valuable no matter what, but really hoping we're able to accomplish the thing that we're going in aiming for. And I'm so happy that we were able to do that today.
1: Dallas, thank you. I think you've allowed me in this space of time to just focus in on what's the most important thing to communicate and what is the foundational thing that I was trying to say that somehow I couldn't get to myself. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome.
0: You're welcome. So for our listeners, if you take nothing else from this episode, take this idea of having a conversation, have someone else witness you sharing about your work and about your audience listening for clues because i really don't think this is something that any of us can do in a vacuum so corinne i think we gave a great example of that today thanks for praying along (laughs) you're very welcome thank you for the help all right everyone we'll see you back here next week thanks for tuning in Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review, do all of the things to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you wanna take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. And every week I turn our episode into a week long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So,